guys, what I say, mosquitoes are doing my head in. So there's apparently plugs you put in and you can they can stop mosquitoes in a room. So why hasn't every place in Greece got them? Don't understand. I'd be having them in every single plug. They need to go away. I've got about 20 bites and it's so itchy. That is so, it's hard to stay still. I can sleep, just it, complete itch. Oh, but, you know, got to do, I've got to spray now. Oh, there's one, oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, enough about mosquitoes. What are we going to talk about today in this podcast, guys? I'm away. I'm in Kefalonia. It's not very historical in terms of what I'm interested in. So I'm not really relaying the facts. I was in, in Athens. And in reality, if we want to talk about health and fitness and macros, nutrition and all that stuff, it is really as simple as calorie deficit, hitting macros. There's no need to overcomplicate it. That's it. The game of Tetris over time is what works. That's it. I don't know why we need to overcomplicate that fact. That's the fact. Let's leave that fact there. Let's move to the most important part. What's the most important part of the equation? Well, it's obviously getting into a deficit. It's obviously not eating in moderation. It's obviously being able to curb... Now with the metaphor, curb our desire. Or can we not curb desire? Does it keep going? Like, how do we stop binge eating? How do we stop eating too much food? How do we stop turning to food for comfort? How do we do these things? That's the question. Know thyself, as Socrates says. So instead of me running away to reading my books all the time, you guys running away to thinking of other scientific reasons why you're not losing weight, whether you think it's hormones, whether you think it's this and that, the truth of the matter is, if you're not losing fat over a long period of time, you're not in a calorie deficit, right? And it might take four to six weeks for you to actually show total weight dropping because you could lose fat for a while and not lose weight because fat loss and weight loss are not the same things. Remember that. And after that, your measurements and stuff, if things aren't moving in the right direction, it's very easy to blame things outside of what you know, the truth is. We skew with the truth, like, I can't be me, I'm definitely tracking. Are you 100% tracking? Because if you're not, the chances are you're going to be off. Are you secret eating? What's your weekends like? All this stuff, you know? We need to start looking at those things, the reality things, and not let these people on the internet make us think that it's down to our met- metabolism, down to hormones, down to genetics, whilst they play a role. None of those override a calorie deficit. The, 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 the law of thermodynamics in physics, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It's only transferred from one form to another. You learn this in physics. This is the rule that governs the entire universe. So energy will transform from one form to another. A star blows up, right? That energy that's blown up is transformed into other forms of energy, other you know, the, the atom carbon, the carbon atoms in our body, the only way carbon atoms are formed in the universe is when a sun, a star, blows up, right? So these, these destructive forces create new things, but the energy is just transferred from one form to another. And then when we bring it down to the human body, now we know that quantum physics, if you look into quantum physics, it doesn't work in the same as relative, it doesn't work in the same world. There's very different laws there for some reason. It's a bit weird. Um, but the, the law of thermodynamics, energy-wise, is the same everywhere. Planets, universes, galaxies, right? Energy on Earth, our bodies. So we all are governed by this law. So we eat food. Think about it in a very simple form. We eat food, which is energy. 
That energy is used up in different ways, of course. We've got mac protein, carbs, and fat. We have too much energy. We don't need it. So we store it because we might need it at a later date. It's a very good mechanism storing excess energy. Because if we never stored it and just pissed it all out all the time, because it's got to go somewhere, it's either get stored or it's got to leave or it's got to get used. And we can't use it because we've used enough as it is, so we don't need to use more. So we store it or we, or we would have just got rid of it. But if we got rid of it, that means when it comes to ch- times when we don't have energy coming in, we'd be, we'd be buggered, wouldn't we? So that's why body fat, in a sense, is, it, of course, it's, it's, it's a thing that saves our lives, basically. It keeps us living. So the simple terms is, if we've got stored fat, we need to, utilize, we need to get that stored fat back into a form that's usable. So that energy has to be transformed from stored fat into the bloodstream to then be used as energy with the, by the body, and you basically breathe it out. Right, that's what happens with fat loss, fat oxidization. And the way for this to happen is, as a net net, your body must be in a deficit over time. So a lot of people, and you see a lot of this on the internet, they say, well, if you go into ketosis, or if you go into low carb and stuff, you are burning fat for longer, because when you're not eating much carbs, your body switches the energy, the utilization of energy to fat. And this happens throughout the day. Your body loses fat sometimes. It'll start using carbs, fat, carbs, fat, carbs, carb, 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 fat, 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 carb, right? Whatever the combination is, it doesn't matter. Because if it's not a deficit at the end of the day, over time, then it's not, you're not going to lose body fat. Using fat as energy is not the same as burning, losing body fat. So your body can use fat, but if you're in ketosis, you're eating way more fat as a part of your diet. So, of course, it's going to burn more fat. That's the energy source coming in. So, you, oh, yeah, your body's burning fat. Yeah, but you're eating, your diet is literally all fat. So, when it's, you're consuming that fat, then you might be consuming some body fat. But then if you're not in a deficit, then net is going to store again. And then net, net, you haven't lost fat. Does that make sense? So, using fat as energy is not the same as losing body fat. Losing body fat, there must be a deficit to take from. Now, that's simple. So I'm going to round, round that up because it, it can be quite confusing with these like, different energy systems and this and that. And at the end of the day, the more people want to confuse you is because most of the time they want to sell you something. Or one, it's like there's an ego involved and they want to make things more complicated because that's their field of expertise maybe. And they, they can't handle the fact that it can be simple. For the general population, it can be simplified. They don't want that to happen because they want it to feel like there's more to it. And if, if, if someone can't explain things simply, it's either the ego's in the way or they don't know the subject enough. There's a famous um, physicist called Richard Feynman, and he was the best phys- physics teacher ever to live, basically. People thought, you know, look at his lectures and stuff, they are the best. And you look at his form of teaching, and it was, explain it to a five-year-old. If you can't explain it simple enough, plug the gaps. Plug the gaps and re re re-teach it as if you're talking to a five-year-old and if they get it you know the subject enough to be able to teach it and that's when it comes down to this old fat loss thing this very very simple now the psychological battle is a different realm there is no path to the psychological side i mean i can t- we i can make you think about things but i can't do anything psychologically i can't be there when you want to order a delivery i can't be there when you're binge eating we can make you think about these moments to come and see if you can change your perception of it. But in the end of the day, most of us are stuck in our psychological battles and we think we're fixing them. 
think it's the human condition. We think, nah, I can't get out of it. I'm always binge eating. I hate myself, all this stuff, right? And we don't, we want to, we want to be able to look at that entire mess, the psychological mess we all, we all are basically in. And we need to look at how it's all made up. How it's all made up. So I was speaking with the Languages podcast that we, we learn, we develop language by explaining psychological things or things psychologically through the physical world. That makes complete sense. But of course, the physical world can never represent the inward psychological thing we're feeling, right? So whenever truly explaining what's really happening, that's the first thing to understand. Because there's no, you can't learn from someone else's explanation. You have to learn yourself. Know thyself. It's such an old concept. Socrates, like, know thyself. Like, you know, you might blow away and go out, whatever, but it is, that's what he says. Socrates literally says, the only wisdom is that. Like, he can say all he wants to you. It doesn't matter. Do you know yourself? Most of us have no clue. Do you know why you think a certain way? Can you understand why that is? Can you see how your thoughts are a creation of your memory? And your memory is the, is, is the storage of your experience. And your experience is a very limited, narrow thing from where you were born, what you, you were taught, your friends, family, culture, religion, all that stuff. Very narrow, limited way. Our thoughts come from this, right? And obviously, we think our thoughts are all real and we take them all so seriously. And then we think we are the thoughts. And in a sense, we are all of it. But we take it all so seriously that these random thoughts some crazy thoughts we have, we take them seriously, and then the taking of them seriously, our perception of the thoughts we have is the problem, not the thoughts themselves. Because the thoughts themselves, you can't do anything about them. You are who you are. You, you've been conditioned for many, many years, and it's not reversible. You can't reverse the condition. You think I cannot be Welsh. You tell me to change my accent. There's no way I can change my... Well, I can maybe put an accent on, but me as in my natural state, I'm a Welshman. I'm from the valleys in West Wales. I love Wales. I'm the person I am. I speak the mannerisms, everything. This is me. My experience growing up from my background, you know, my friends and family, my humour, everything, all this stuff is me due to my upbringing. I can't change that because changing that means changing 29 years of stuff. But what I can do is I can look at it and see, ah, I get it. That's why I think that way. Or this is why that thought happened. Like, I can see it, and I don't actually have to be judgmental of it at all. I can simply observe it and be like, oh, interesting. You know, classic Wales versus England stuff. In Wales, we get drilled into us as a young age that England is this big rival and is against England. And it's very easy... And I'm sure English people, the boys as well, you, you know, you're out somewhere, you're the English accent, you go, oh, fucking the English. You know, it's a quick one, bam. And it's interesting because it's, it's just built into you, this rivalry, young, when you play rugby and all that as well. And it's like these, all, these thoughts come straight in. Straight in. You take them all seriously, you're fighting forever, literally fighting for ages. So there was a book in 1918 about, the first book about calories and how losing weight for calories. Now, I've seen a few comments in the, in the Facebook group as well. The calories and the calorie, all this stuff. A calorie is a unit of measurement, right? So a calorie is a calorie, right? But food isn't the same. All foods aren't created equal, obviously. You've got more nutrient-dense stuff, but a calorie is a calorie, right? 
So there was a book in 1918 written by this, this woman. It's, 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 a, it's phenomenal. I'll send the link. You can read it as a PDF. Um, I think they don't sell it anymore. And she is this doctor and she says about, look, you can eat pies, whatever, just be in a deficit. This is how you work your deficit out with all this stuff. And um, she's brutally honest about it. She's like, look, someone's overweight or obese. They're eating too much energy for their needs. They need to look at their energy in and energy out, right? And they sold two million books, right? Which is loads, but at the same time, doesn't touch enough of the world. But between then and now, oh my God, the shit has come out. The shit that has come out about how to lose weight. We are the answer, the modern answer. Well, there wasn't a problem of weight loss or, or being overweight really until, the, you know, after World War II, essentially. I mean, you know, people on rations and stuff. It was very hard to over, overeat back in the day, especially for the lower classes. I mean, the kings and stuff, you know, you know, the, the fat kings and all that. But it was hard. But now we live in a world where there's so much abundance of food, it's actually unbelievable. Like, how is there so much food? I was thinking this the other day, I was like, there's so much food everywhere. How is this possible? Back in the day, there were like literally nothing. So there's so much food, there's so much abundance. Right? And the answer is, we just eat, consume too much of it. That's the simple explanation of it. The truth of it is that. And then the skewed version is what we hear about all the other stuff. You, you know, oh, it's got to be this and that. And it sounds about right. A lot of these things sound right. And that's the problem. And they sound sciencey. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, that sounds quite right. But at the end of the day, the battle is you, your psychological self. Where, what is happening there? You have to look into yourself. I, I spot myself all the time. I'm like, I want to read another book, right? I'm like, why am I always trying to read books? Why, why am I escaping to books all the time? Why can't I sit to myself for a bit? You know, it's like... That's an escape, a form of escapism for me. I want to attain, ob- obtain more knowledge. Why do I need more knowledge? You know, why is it a need for more knowledge? It's not going to make me happier. It's not going to gain, give me anything. And I've been reading more on this because the language this book was talking about it. Why do we think gaining psychologically is going to help us? But we, the reason is, it's the same as the answer to language. If we explain the physical world psychologically to understand it... We saw in the physical world that the accumulation of stuff was security, the accumulation of weapons, property, um, money, brought security with it, in our sense, in the physical realm, it did. And we have now transferred that to the psychological realm, where if we can keep accumulating things, we think it's going to give us security, we think it's going to make us feel safe, we think it's going to make us better, because in the physical world, the more things you can accumulate, back in the day maybe, equal better, and because we've got this now in our heads, we think more is better. And more is simply just desire, basically. More and desire are the same thing. Desire and desire and desire in. Because we think the more we can, we can accumulate, the safer we're going to be. So in that sense, myself, I'm accumulating knowledge deep down, thinking that somehow it could give me security. Maybe so. Maybe that's what I think. But if we keep accumulating self-knowledge, or not self-knowledge, if we keep accumulating um, things psychologically, right? That's just all we're doing. We're thinking, what can we... I'm accumulating this about myself, that about myself. This is me, this is that. And you'd all take it on, take it on. You build this picture of yourself, right? And then you start thinking that you need to build more by yourself. Your image, your reputation, all this stuff. And you think you're going to get some sort of security from it. At the end of the day then, you feel so tight to this self-image of yours that anything that, anything that threatens it, 
makes you defensive. That's what happens. We have built this self-image of ourselves and we don't really see what we've done and this condition and all this stuff. We all see it now. We've built a self-image and that's the thing that protect when we need to, we protect because we feel that because we have accumulated it over time, it's an asset basically. And that is the start of the problem really because there's always a division in, isn't it? There's the, the thing we've accumulated in the world and there's, ah, oh, go like this and that. And that's like another topic entirely. But if you look at everything you've accumulated psychologically, the story you've told yourself over and over. Um, Freya sent me a, a video to watch this interview and she talks about something called core beliefs. And again, we all have these core beliefs we've built up over time and time and time. What are they? Have we ever questioned our core beliefs? Are we even open to questioning them is, the quest- is really the question. You know, you, can, you think you have these, you think you've got these facts about things and you won't budge on them. But that's the start, that's the, actually the end of you ever learning anything more. I think it was a quote, if you think you, if you, think you can, no, no. Um, you can't learn what you think you already know. So anything you go into and you, all, you think you already know. Nutrition is a classic. Everyone thinks they know everything about nutrition. You speak to your friends and family and they're like, Oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. They think they know. And because they think they know, they're not even open to learning the truth about nutrition. Same as training. Psychology. How can anyone tell you much about psychology in a sense? Look at yourself. We, you know, we think we already know everything and there's no more learning. And we stop learning at a young age, I think. Some of us are much younger than others. Some of us are students all the time, which is great. But think about where you've stopped learning because you think your beliefs about stuff are so strong you think you're right. Look at those areas and start questioning them or start looking into them. And I think that's where that's the start. You know, that's the start of the nutrition stuff we're doing. Again, we've got the new 14, the 14 day challenge coming, the second version of it. So everyone's open to do it. If you want to get back into it, learn how to use the new app, more the mindset stuff. You know, what do you think you know about nutrition? You know, what really is the truth? Is eating a Mars bag going to cause you to gain weight? Can you eat food that is labelled junk food and still lose weight? Will eating junk food as 20% of your diet cause your health to go down? Can you reverse diabetes by eating a diet that still contains foods with sugar? You know, what are the answers to these? If you think you already know the answer, you don't. That's the truth of it, you don't. And you've got someone like Dr P who is got this wealth of information on nutrition. It's like huge amount of knowledge about research and truth and facts that even if he started to tell you something and you're, you're not willing to let go of everything you've learned, you will not learn from someone who is an absolute expert in the field. Think how crazy that is. Because we are so stuck to our beliefs, we won't even be open to learning from someone of that caliber. That's the sad reality. Like, why aren't people willing to do it? You know, it's, 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 for me, it's maddening. It's maddening because if you were to empty the cup, as Bruce Lee said and Krishnamurti and all these people say, you know, empty the mind, empty the cup, start from nothing, start from fresh. When you start a new programme, you've got these experts, other people, member, other members to learn from. God, you learn a lot. Even in 14 days, the last challenge, people couldn't believe what they learned in 14 days about themselves, about nutrition, about community because they emptied their mind. Okay, I'm gonna empty my mind for two weeks and I'm gonna be open and I'll, and I'll watch my biases, I'll watch my conditioning, I see it, I see it trying to creep in. No, that can't be right. That was, but you see, ah, that was slimming world. 
slimming world five years into my head. I get where that thought has come from. I'm not going to take it seriously, but take note. I see it. And you start noticing the, your thoughts and where they actually come from. And then you, you notice how you took those thoughts seriously and that went down. It's a mad world. <laughs> it's mad. But guys, I'm done now. I'm done for today. I'm on my way. I'm going to spend my last day in Keffel only. I'll probably drive around the island. Got my friends now left me. So I'm on a solo journey for a bit until I meet other friends on the way. Um, but yeah, that's it really. Hope you have a good day. This is your trigger, as it was, to uh, get your one big thing done. Like, what is it? Get it done. Start your day. Wins, wins, wins. Little wins. Build momentum. That's what I've noticed, really, as well, and I'll finish on this, because this voice note is now 20 minutes long. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, momentum. Bit of momentum, I noticed earlier. Because I've been away now for two weeks, I've had a two-week break. I'm not going to be able to have much more of a break, because when you run a business and all this stuff, you just, you just can't happen, unfortunately. Just got to get back in. Guys, i got to get back into it. Help you all out, get things going, improve things. But what I realised was momentum is such a big thing. The momentum of the challenge into that event, right? Huge momentum, leaked through to everybody for a week or so. And then you can feel it. You, for me, you feel momentum can go down. And once momentum slows, it's hard to build up. Same with rugby warfare. I remember back in 2017, 2018. Oh, my God, the momentum I had. Rugby players from all blacks, Spain, uh, France, um, Fiji, Wales, England, all these players wearing my stuff and just building momentum, momentum. And the momentum was actually carrying the brand itself, you know? And it was huge growth and sales and opportunities. And then when you lose the momentum, oh, the wheels come off and then it's kind of, you can get to a, you can get to a dead stop again and you have to rebuild it up. So... In a sense, it's easier, to, it's better to keep momentum going somehow, be able to keep it going than ever to go to a full stop. And I'm talking in terms of nutrition and stuff like that, like whilst you, it's fine to have a break and all that, right? It's fine to have days, weeks or days off training or tracking your macros and all that. Still keeping something in there that keeps you on track will help you not to come to you. You're still going to go five miles per hour. You're still going to be able to go off a bit faster and a full stop, because when you come to a full stop, you feel, oh, you've got to push that. You've got to get the energy to push it and start it going again. So that's just a tip, really. If you're feeling a bit deflated, feeling a bit low, low energy, take a break and stuff, but don't completely cut it off. Look at something, get your steps in maybe. Just keep your steps going. Keep the daily diary entries going, you know? Um, maybe do a, wor- a workout the week, whatever it is. Just keep something going, because I'm telling you, you will... Thank yourself for doing that. But that's it, guys. My longest voice note to date. I'll be speaking to you soon.